Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pen Podcasts. My name is Chris, and I'm excited to be sharing our latest episode with you all. But first, for those who are new to the show, welcome. Pen Podcasts is an online resource that aims to achieve four key goals to provide academic and career advice to current students, to provide up to date information about the environmental programs happening around the University of Melbourne, to create inspirational content that will engage and educate listeners and to influence change makers. It is a collaborative effort between the Postgraduate Environment Network, aka PEN, the sustainability team at the University of Melbourne, and the Climactic Collective. Once again, a huge shout out to Mark from Climactic for his tireless efforts in supporting PEN podcasts and helping us bring this to fruition. Today, in episode six, I'll be interviewing Ravina and Amelia from the University of Melbourne sustainability team. We'll be exploring their roles as a sustainability engagement officer and a sustainability officer and their experiences to date as sustainability professionals. For those who need a little bit of context, the sustainability team focuses on raising awareness, encouraging engagement and providing infrastructure and services at the university to enable sustainable practices and enhance the campus experience. Thank you to all our return listeners and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to Penn Podcast. Today we have with us Raven Amelia from the sustainability team. Raven Amelia, thank you for being with us today and how are you going? Thanks so much, Chris, for having us. I'm good. I've just been doing some orientation sessions for students to get involved with all of our sustainability opportunities. So I'm super excited to have a lot more students on board this semester. Amazing. And how are you going, Amelia? I'm really good, Chris. Thank you so much for having us on. I'm actually just sitting really rugged up in my living room because it is freezing outside. It's deceiving because it's sunny, but it's cold. (laughs) No, I 100% agree with you, Amelia. It's blue outside. I went for a walk before, but I had to put on a vest and a scarf just to add my mask. Don't forget your masks for anyone going outside in COVID. Do you um, have your Do you have your reusable mark, mask, Chris? I do. I do. I bought three uh, earlier on, so they're all washable, all made of fabric. Um, yeah, what about you both? Awesome. I'm actually about to have one delivered today, which is really exciting. And I'm going to practice making some on the weekend, which is going to be really fun. Just a little plug. We have some reusable mask workshops that we're hosting next week as well. So Amelia is going to take us through how you can actually make one. So I'm excited to see them. And just before we get stuck into some of the questions, where would we find these informational videos? So they'll be recorded, um, but if you can attend the session, that's great. All the information is on our website, which I'll get for you right now. It's sustainablecampus.unimelb.edu.au under events. But otherwise, all the recordings will also be in our resources page on our website. Excellent. For all our listeners, we'll throw that link up on Penn's WordPress site under episode six. All right. So with that, let's dive in. So, first question, would you be able to tell the audience a little bit about yourselves and your backgrounds? Sure. So, I'll go first. Amelia here. Uh, I did an undergrad in animal and veterinary bioscience and then went on to do my Master of Environment at the University of Melbourne, which is where I met Ravina and also you, Chris. Uh, So, we all did our Masters together. 
Uh, it was a major in climate change and I really, really loved it. I just finished at the end of last year. During that final year, I was volunteering with the sustainability team and was lucky enough to start working with them in my final semester. And then when I graduated, I was able to continue on, which was really incredible. I'm very fortunate to be able to uh, hold this position. And I also currently work for AXE, which is Australasian Campuses Towards Sustainability, which helps run a number of programs across organisations, including Green Impact, which I'm sure some of you might have heard of. And I'm, Ravina will speak a bit more to what that program is later on. Awesome. Thanks, Amelia. So Amelia and I are also actually ex-PEN members. So I was on the committee in 2017 as social chair and then as vice president in 2018. And Amelia was social chair in 2018. So being part of PEN was an amazing opportunity. It definitely helped us to develop our skills and be able to reach a large audience. So I started uh, doing an undergraduate degree at Melbourne University in a Bachelor of Science. I then went on to do a Master of Environment. So I also did the Master of Environments with Amelia and Chris. Um, and I graduated last year as well. I majored in climate change. Uh, it was really amazing to be able to learn everything to do with climate change and the problems that we need to solve and be able to apply that in my job right now. So I volunteered with the Green Impact Program in 2017 as a project assistant. So I basically helped a staff team to implement some green-based actions in their office. And from here, I was incredibly lucky to get a job working with the sustainability team and helping to implement Green Impact at the university. This year, I now run the Green Impact Program at the University of Melbourne, and it's been an amazing opportunity, and I've definitely learned a lot from it. Amazing. Thank you for giving us that background. And you were both incredible on Penn, and it was an absolute joy to study the Master of Environment with you. Very jealous you've both graduated. So for the next question, would you be able to describe what your roles with the sustainability team entail and give us a little bit of information about how they differ from one another. So I can speak to how, what an amazing job Ravina's done running the Green Impact Program this year. It's been really great to watch it grow um, with her support. <laughs> and uh, if anyone's considering getting involved with the program, I think the fact that Ravina and I are speaking to you as members of the sustainability team when we both, you know, we're in your position and we're just – uh, volunteers with the program at the beginning and now we're actually working with the sustainability team. It's hopefully all you need to sign up. So my role, I got brought on firstly as a student volunteer officer. So my role was to coordinate the volunteer programs at the university outside of Green Impact. Uh, it began with things like the volunteers at the WASH Club or running sustainability and biodiversity tours, uh, helping engage people in Union House when we brought out the Choose to Reuse program. So little projects like that. Since then, my role has evolved to take on other projects. For example, I was uh, running the Choose to Reuse event service where you can rent out cutlery and crockery from Union House. And also we sell items like keep cups and water bottles. 
A few of those projects, including the volunteer program, has unfortunately been put on hold due to COVID-19, which is a real shame, and hopefully that we'll be able to bring them back later in the year. This has given me the opportunity to really grow in my role and take on other projects that Ravina mentioned, and also including developing things like a sustainable events guide, sending out the 2020 biannual sustainability survey, which I hope you all completed, and a lot of those things Ravina and I do work on together as well with other members of our team. So my primary role is to run the Green Impact Program at the University of Melbourne. So Green Impact is a behaviour change and engagement program where it influences staff and students to make a difference at the university. So basically staff form teams within their areas, their offices or their departments. This year we've also got some colleges and some retailers on board, which is very exciting. And from there we pair students with teams and they implement green-based actions off a given toolkit that we've designed for them. So these actions could be potentially implementing pot plants in their office or making sure that they've got the correct recycling signs or running a campaign around reusable items rather than disposable items. The options are endless. It's a really flexible and fun program and it basically just provides a framework for staff and students to be sustainable when they may not know where to start. So that's my primary role is to run that uh, that engagement program. It is our most forward-facing sustainability engagement program as well. So my aim is to encourage as many staff and students as possible to get involved because any little bit that you do makes a difference. That's why I love being part of this program. We also work on some other projects such as implementing the Choose to Reuse program or looking at where we can implement more compost bins or organics food collection system. So we do all of that kind of stuff as well behind the scenes. So we're really trying to make sustainability a priority not just at Parkville campus but also across the University of Melbourne across all of our campuses and reach as many students and staff as possible. Great so it sounds like you both work on a diversity of projects like the Green Impact, Choose to Reuse and coordinating students in general around the campus for sustainability themed ideas and institutional changes. They're very largely based around behaviour change is my understanding So given now that you've both worked in your positions for a couple of years or so, were there any discrepancies that you found from what you expected the job to be like to what it actually is? Uh, Definitely for me. I mean, it did help as Ravina and I were already quite close and she was in the role. So I did hear about uh, the amazing work that the team did and how well they all worked together. So I, I was very excited to join the team in that sense, but it was my first role I guess, in an office space. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I kind of was really nervous and didn't think that I should should have been there. So it was, you know, a bit of an adjustment for me. And I was really just trying to take on anything, any little jobs that I could and learn anything I could from Ravina and the other team members. It definitely requires a lot of you know, time management and patience and patience with yourself to be able to learn these new things. What else? It, yeah, I guess I just wasn't really prepared for that office workspace and it was really nice to be welcomed 
in with open arms by the team. Yeah, I think, Amelia, you've done such an amazing job and it's been so great to see you grow into this role. I'm so glad that we're job sharing a lot of our projects together. I think the biggest thing that I didn't realise when coming into this job was time management. I, I kind of thought that I had time management down pat from all my years of studying, but when you come into a, a new job like this that is quite fast paced, you do have to make sure that you're getting your priorities straight all the time. You're making sure that you can set days aside to certain tasks and get them out by a deadline. I've really enjoyed the fast-paced nature of this job though. I think that it's really developed my skills and definitely teamwork. I found that with sustainability, it is such a big job that you can't really do it by yourself. You need your team to bounce ideas off each other, to output projects and to really help each other keep remembering that we're all in this together and we're all making a difference. Also leadership. I think just displaying leadership and also just putting yourself outside your comfort zone is probably one of the biggest things that you can do in a positive way. I'm currently working on a project that's put me outside my comfort zone and I'm really nervous. I don't know if I'm going to do a good job. But Sue, my manager, reminded me today that it's just the matter that you've tried. Like it's just the fact that you've tried, you've given it your best and that's all that you can really do. We're all human at the end of the day. So I'm, I think that just taking a chance and being creative is probably one of the best things you can do for yourself to develop your skills. Amazing. So it sounds like you've actually helped us lead into the next question. Amelia saying that you weren't sure how you would go in this role indicates that there needs to be a level of courage and perseverance in what you do. You've both indicated time management is very important, as well as teamwork and the fact that Rav mentioned you bounce ideas off each other and there's a lot of support. So going off that, are there other skills than these that you would recommend students acquire for a role like this or would be useful in a role like this? I think uh, Ravina, following on point you've said, you've really hit the nail on the head there. All the skills that you think you need and that they talk about at uni, organisation, time management, teamwork, all those sorts of things are really important. Um, you've got to learn to work with all different kinds of people. You've got to learn to work outside your comfort zone. So the more that you do that while you're studying, the more valuable those skills will be when you find yourself in a new position. Uh, so as Rosina said, it's really important to put yourself out there and to try new things. Uh, you've got to remember that everyone's starting a new role. They don't you know, necessarily know what they're doing. It's something you learn on the go and you've got to see everything is a learning opportunity or a learning curve if you make mistakes and it is okay to make mistakes. And I think that's another great thing about our team. We're in, we've got a, a manager, Sue Hopkins, that does support us in going out there and trying new things and you know it is okay if you trip up as long as you are willing to learn from it and you know continue to try your best. Another really good skill to have especially in our line of work is engagement. So anyone that is you know really cares about the environment there's a whole lot of back-end operational stuff that you can do but it's also a lot about educating people and getting out there and getting the word out and you know, getting people to care about the environment. I personally was such an introvert when I started my Master of Environment. It just 
the, if I knew that I was going to be doing something like this two years on or three years on, it would just be unbelievable to me. But that has been such a key skill to have is getting out there and communicating with people. And I found that everyone that I've communicated with or most people are really lovely and welcoming and kind and they want to work with you. And if they're not, again, it's a learning curve and you learn how to deal with those kind of people. And it really just puts you in a better position to get the word on sustainability out there. That is an amazing selection of skills that you've both offered us. So just to recap, we've got teamwork, leadership, being creative, not being afraid to fail, engagement, and really rapport building, being able to make relationships work, whether it's internally or externally to your role. Given that these skills are really useful, are there subjects in the Masters of Environment that you've both studied or studies in general that you would recommend to students who are interested in this line of work? Absolutely. So this one, Ravina and I can definitely answer together because I think we did almost all of our subjects <laughs> together. Um, we did a number of really good ones. By far, my favourite was sustainability and behaviour change with Jeff. I think that's a really incredible subject. Looking at the different ways that you can communicate with people and the different theories around behaviour change and it really makes you reflect on why you do the things that you do and it helps you understand why other people are doing the things that they do as well, which is really key for engagement and communication. Another one that I really liked was science communication, which was an undergrad subject with Jenny, I think it is, or Jen. That was another really amazing subject where you can learn how to reach a whole breadth of different audiences and just, you know, it's really hard to go from writing a 3,000-word essay to a short blog, but which one are more people going to relate to when you put it out into the general public? Uh, another really great subject that looked at a range of different uh, perspectives on education, which is really good for our current role, was environmental education with Maurizio. He was really great teacher and it was a really interesting subject looking at all the different ways you can engage with people and then obviously a lot of those the subjects we've mentioned have been more about engagement and communications there's a as I said so many interesting subjects including forest carbon and climate change and green infrastructure for livable cities that are a bit more tailored but would strongly recommend as well if that's something you're interested in. Rav can you think of other favorite subjects that we had? Yeah, I definitely have to echo what you said. I think sustainability and behaviour change is probably my was probably my favourite subject. I learnt so much from it and I use all the material that Jeff taught us. I use it constantly in my day-to-day -day job, especially with Green Impact, because it is a behaviour change and engagement program and you need to learn how to be able to communicate those behaviour change methods effectively. Science communication, again, was another one. It really brought us, out of our shells. It taught us a lot of presentation skills. Another one that I really liked was environmental impact assessment, just because I think it taught me a lot about just writing in general and really like more of the technical skills that you might need in the job. I thought it was really valuable. Another subject that I really liked was climate change politics and policy. I found it really interesting. It gives you a bit of a background to all the policies around climate change, such as the Paris Agreement and the Kyoto Protocol, as well as what we could do in the future is a really great subject. It gives you all those technical skills. And also I did do an internship in my Master of Environment as well. So I interned with the city of Whittlesea and I basically helped to look at 
all the councils in metropolitan Melbourne and their climate change adaptation plans. And for me, doing an internship was so valuable. I learned so many skills. It was my first experience being in an office type environment in a sustainability role. And it just made me really realise how much sustainability is in need right now and how much every little thing that you do can help make a difference. So for me, that was really valuable. I think it's what was really amazing about the master environment was the variety of subjects you can choose. There honestly wasn't one subject that I didn't gain anything from. Obviously, a lot of the job is learning as you go, but any little things, every time you get really annoyed at doing a report or a group project or an oral presentation, like even if you might have not loved the content so much of a subject, you can really take away for more of those practical skills. So if, and I know it's really hard because I've been there, but if (laughs) you're hating it at the moment and your exams, like every little bit is helping you develop those skills for your next job. That is so true. And also just being part of the master environment family, like everyone is so lovely. You're learning off your peers. You're not just learning from the lecturers, but you're also learning from each other and just keeping in contact and being able to provide each other with that knowledge is one of the most valuable things that you probably get out of the master environment course. I know I still keep in contact with my cohort. I'm super lucky to be working with Amelia as well. And we're uh, you ju- you just get so many ideas and so many opportunities from each other. It's a really great experience. And I think also one of the biggest things that you can do just to help with your knowledge of sustainability is just read up on currently what's happening across the globe. A lot of it sometimes isn't portrayed in the main media. So if you can do your own research and just just know what's going on across the world, just know about all the different recycling policies that are going on in your council or in your city just things like that really really help they make a difference to help you to just gain more knowledge and also help in a workplace amazing so there are a variety of avenues students can take whether they be the formal studies such as the master environment subjects learning off your peers or the informal ones of just going out and doing your own research to understand what's happening in the world around you And I couldn't agree with you more about the master environment, being able to learn off each other and being able to support each other and even finding useful bits out of every assignment that you do. They are painful, but they all build towards something greater. Great. So there's a great array of skills and subjects that students can take. Is there any general advice that you have for students as well? Sure. So I guess I kind of touched on the fact that Ravina and I both got our roles from volunteering. This is the third job I've gotten from beginning as a volunteer. So I strongly recommend all of you to get out there and volunteer wherever you can. You never know where it's going to lead you and you never know what you're going to gain from it. And the other thing is just ask, ask if you need help, ask people how they got where they are or, you know, if they're willing to have a coffee with you and a quick chat saying their story. And it's just really good to to network with anyone you can and take any opportunity you can because that's always going to, yeah, help you develop as both personally and professionally. Amazing. So that leads into my final question and the final part of the interview. Are you both happy to be contacted by students if they're interested to reach out to you to learn more about what you do? Absolutely. Definitely. We're always here to help. Definitely. So you can send me an email if you want to ask me anything at amelia.bazoni at unimelb.edu.au.
And my email is ravina.grace at unimail.edu.eu. And just to follow on what Amelia said, Amelia and I are always here to help. And so if you ever wanted to get in contact with us, or if you ever want to ask us any questions, or you want to learn more about sustainability at the University of Melbourne, please do just let us know. We're always, always here to help. And we're happy to, to talk to you about anything that you may need to know about. So Rav and Amelia, thank you so much again for coming on the show. We really appreciate you giving your time and knowledge to our listeners. Thanks so much, Chris, for having us. We've absolutely loved working on this project with you. Yeah, that seemed to go pretty well for our first podcast. That was lots of fun. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And we're really looking forward to collaborating with Penn in the future on some more podcasts for you guys. For all our listeners out there, stay tuned and we look forward to sharing our next podcast with you.